Aaron Yeager. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Sho, and joining me tonight, we have Alex Senpai. Help! Help! I'm being made to do this against my will! You will do it and you will like it! <laughs> and also, Nitai, the poser extraordinaire. What's this you been <laughs> I can't breathe for the first time! Copyright strike. Fucking Ajax, you said you would go with it. I don't know the rest of the lyrics. God damn it. Oh my god, you're so horrible. It's just two sentences. So, That's all you needed. Today, we will be spilling the tea on Titan, talking about <laughs> har, har, har. episodes 1 to 13 of the first season of Attack on Titan. Uh, it's a very old show, but we will... Try. That was 2013. And, I yeah, was 23 old? years old. <laughs> Listen, I was only born five years ago, so this was before I was born. This is like ancient history. Holy shit, since uh, when five, year old, five years old can talk so much? I'm a child prodigy, what can I say? <laughs> so, sure. since we have a lot to talk about, we'll get right into it with the whole premise slash setting of the show. Well, before you do that, I think we actually do need to point out really quickly that this is a rewatch for all of us here. Um, yeah, let's talk about us, our credentials real quick. Yes, some of us uh, watched this further along than others. Like, I watched it back in 2013 when it originally came out. Um, I don't know when the rest of you watched it originally. Um, I watched it, uh, like, I think 2014. That's when I first picked it up. I finished the entire first season, waited for season two, and ever since I just watched the anime, and that's it. I haven't read the manga. I've watched all the seasons while they were airing, as well as read the manga. Yeah. But uh, I will not come from a point of view of having known all that. I'm just going to talk no, about no. what yeah, we're, we're, episode 113 right now. As we go through this, and this is going to be a series where we're going to cover, I think, everything up until the you know end of season three. Uh Leading up it, to the final season next we're not year, gonna, boy. We're, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about this as if we know what's gonna happen down the road. So, I something to keep in mind. Also, I think this is gonna be the first episode that we goes out in twenty twenty. So, happy New Year, everybody! Ooh, yes, <laughs> correct. <laughs> as you segue away from that completely. <laughs> yes. So back to the actual show. So. The basic premise of the show revolves around the existence of some sort of creature called a titan. And I'm just curious what you guys thought about the introduction of these things. Alex. It was a grim reminder. I mean, what? Oh! <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> it, was a, it was a grim reminder that there are better shows out there. <laughs> so you just didn't give a fuck. Okay. Not what really. Did you, think? did you have any opinion, Nitai? Um, yeah, I like the design. It's freaky. It's fucking weird, but I love it. It's definitely leaves an impact and impression. Now, when whatever. you say that, because I'm I'm assuming since we are talking about the actual introduction, the, when you say you like the design, are you saying you like the design of the Colossal Titan or the Titans in general? So all of them, but for different reasons. The Colossal Titan just looks fucking dope, and I mean that whole animation sequence looks awesome. I love how detailed it is, like the steam that comes out of it and whatever but when it comes to like the other quote-unquote regular titans they just 
like people talked about it before, but their facial expressions and just how they look is so eerie and so, to some extent, comical. It just so uh, so to weird. some extent comical to most of the extent yeah, comical, and that's okay. I think that's what like sort of gives it this just jarring sort of impression, and you just don't know what to think about it. It it works. It really works for some reason. I like one, one thing I do like is the fact that they even like do some kind of a meta analysis of the Titans because in the show, I think it's Levi that points this out in this series of episodes how they always have the weirdest expressions. Mm. Mm, I think while so. he's killing one, I'm thinking that's kind of meta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When when I was first watching the show, I thought they were very creepy, and now when I'm rewatching it, I'm like. This is kind of hilarious and very. I like. I found it more funny than I did when I originally watched it. Maybe because I was more caught up in the tension of the show to really find it funny. But it's still and maybe that's to some extent. Maybe that's why it is definitely still disturbing. Um, but maybe that's why you find it funny, Alex, because you're not caught up in the tension of the show <laughs> no, at, all. at all. I mean, I maybe maybe it's because it actually gave me something to pay attention to that wasn't mind-numbingly dull. Um, and actually did. It genuinely makes me like some the, some of the expressions that now, they do. Now, that have, is some sh- hot tea you're sh- sipping right there. <laughs> some of the expressions do genuinely make me laugh out loud sometimes of how ridiculous they look and how unthreatening they look. Like some of them look like they have permanent, like they're permanently laughing. Yeah, yeah, that's why it's so fucking creepy and weird. I just, it doesn't make it doesn't seem creepy to me. It just seems laughable. Like, sure, it's like it's good meme material, but we're we'll to it later. Oh, it's great meme ad- material. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but like there are some like moments when you have like true horror in the like in like the humans who are like facing these titans. It just, I don't know, it just makes the whole thing more bizarre and strange and disturbing. I yeah. think it was a really smart move to have that scene where um, Hans is going up against the Smiling yes. Titan in the first episode mm. where we see the Smiling Titan and they animated it in such a way that it turned like the stupid expression into something truly terrifying. And that was a really good way to show why these strange creatures are supposed to be like completely like spine chillingly disgusting. Yeah. To, and I really did like that scene. To be fair, that's usually what my food probably sees when I eat too, so Ooh. God damn it. I feel so bad for your food. Um It's already dead, don't worry. <laughs> oh my. I would hope so. Uh and <laughs> I also think the idea of Titans in the way that the show has portrayed them is pretty creative and pretty like i feel like it's something that i haven't seen before where these like large deformed human-like creatures it's... I, when i first watched it it felt fresh to me it didn't feel yeah. like cliche i'm when like you... okay this is new this is interesting yeah, when you it's say a unique... very it's a very cool take on zombies to some extent i guess it may... In a, way, in a way, they kind of are zombies. Yeah, I, but I it's so, like in terms of the design, how they function, it's a really and their lack of their lack of an overall intelligence seems to, is very zombie-like as well. Like, yeah. They have a singular goal to feed. Um, yeah. Now, when you when I, when you mention that it's unique, do you mean unique to anime or unique in general? In general, so it's something. When I see it, I don't think, oh no, not this again. I think interesting. I, I'm interested. Hmm. Because I mean, yeah, I, I look at I look at a lot of mythologies 
throughout the world have stories about giant creatures. Right. Some of yes, them are human in, the in appearance. Way, but not in the way that Attack on Titan has portrayed them. They're like they're like giant gnomes or giant deformed people. It's it feels different to me. Ex- like it's more particularly their stupid expressions. They're like derp faces. So, uh, yeah. so, so you're saying you're saying more so the combination of things that that yeah, is a com- titan, not well, necessarily the fact that the, it's a, a, a giant human like creature. Yeah, like a titan is not in the word titan. A titan is not an interesting thing, but these things that are called titans that we see in Attack on Titan are interesting because they're creatures that I haven't. Yeah. Like well, and of. and what they're actually named after Titans, like the Titans in actual Greek mythology, were giant human-like demigods, right? Mm-hmm. But they have their own distinct design, which I feel mm. was fresh to me. Um, so going more into like the idea of the Titans and the idea of the premise of the show, we are going to stumble along a lot <laughs> of plot holes. And inconsistencies. You don't which say. I'm sure you're very glad to hear me admit, Alex. Um, I didn't think you would ever say there's anything wrong with Attack on Titan. There isn't. So Wait. shut the fuck <laughs> Which plot holes do you mean? I'm seriously so, asking. Okay. I have this written down that the Titans lack sex organs. Their means of reproduction is unknown. It's magic. So how do they reproduce? Magic. We don't know. Magic. There's a lot of things in Attack on Titan we have to take for face value and we don't know. Well, a, a good one is something else you have written down here. The fact that they appeared 107 years ago. That's not that long ago if you think about it. Like a No, uh, it's not. I mean, if you go people, back 107 yeah. years for us, you're still in the 20th century. So, I mean, there's people alive that are 107 years old. Now, that brings me to a question. What time period is this set in? Number one. Is it even set on Earth? And is, yes. Number two is, is it set on Earth? Um, which is which interesting because like... We don't the, know. Yeah, because you have a lot of ethnic groups that... Like most of the people there in, of humanity are sort of European. But then you have people people like Mikasa's family, which are half Oriental or something like that. They're oh my God, like he said Oriental. So- God damn it. <laughs> I'm just ignoring that. Um, so <sighs> that is true. The people, the characters actually explicitly did say that Mikasa was Asian. Yeah. So, yeah. but that doesn't necessarily mean that, that, is, that this is set in an earth yeah, that exactly. we can we recognize. Really it could know. be, it could be a modified earth that like is totally a fantasy setting. Well, and yeah. there, there, We don't know if this is like this, real life earth. There, there's something in the title of the first episode. It's, I can't remember the name of the, to the you, title. To you 2000 years so, in yeah, the future. Yeah, to you 2000 years in the future. So is that 2000 years in our future? Because if but, it's 2000 okay, so years in our future, it's possible this could be taking place on another planet. Honestly, it, I, oh, I, it's been a oh, shit. Oh, I see what you're saying. Honestly, it's been a okay. shit. It's been a while ever since I watched that title for the first time. I still have no clue what it means. I'm not gonna lie, um, but, but, but you see how it could be that way. Like it could be two thousand years in the future. I mean, it could like humanity could. could have gotten onto a spaceship and found this planet, and it has these giant fucking creatures on it. Who knows? It could. We honestly don't know a lot of things. And and you're um, right. You're asked. You're asked to take a lot of stuff you're told at face value and not question it. I think. But to uh, some which extent. Brings, no, mm-hmm. keep going. I was just gonna say that a very recurring idea, a theme in Attack on Titan, is ignorance. Mm. A lot of the characters are ignorant of the Titans. 
Um, and that is a central problem that the characters are constantly facing. Yeah. Um, so, and as viewers, we share this ignorance. Whether that is a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. But we don't know a lot. It's, and it's also it's also interesting. We are asked some, a lot of us. It's of also us as viewers. Well, it's <clears> also <throat> interesting that some characters actually seem to almost revel in their own ignorance. Like they don't question yeah. anything that's happening around them, and, and like. I'm thinking to myself, I'm trying to put myself in their situation. I'm thinking, I would probably question some of the stuff that's going on around you, dude. But you sort of do are you have, thinking like, of I something? mean, there's like, there's, there are multiple scenes where you see both Aaron and Army talk about wanting to know more about the outside world because we, they don't know almost anything about what's going on out of, outside of the walls, right? Yeah. And it's also it's also explicitly stated that the people that do go outside the walls do actually kind of scout and and pay attention to titans because they want to learn about them. They not only how to you know maybe kill them more easily, but also to see if there's anything that can be done to like communicate with them or you know get them to stop, appease them in some way. And you think that after 107 years, they would have figured out something. They would have figured out something about their behavior that could give them some kind of edge. Yeah, but we do see that, like, whenever they do send, like, some type of, like, search well, parties outside the walls, they sort of mostly die. <laughs> well, they they technically have figured out things. They figured out the nape of the neck yeah, they, the yeah. fatal point. They've figured out, like, equipment to go kill it, the ODM gear. They figured out a few things, but I know what you're saying. Um, you, we were talking about people who don't want to, like, see outside the walls and people who are just... Like happy staying in the walls, mm-hmm. which brings me to another uh, inconsistency or plot hole or just what the fuck aspect of the show that I'd like to bring up that a lot of the characters do not act like you would expect people to act in an end of world apocalyptic. This is your last fucking bastion of hope this little wall place you have they don't act like that at all they're like completely satisfied with just living on the land and like having class structures and looking down on other people i mean which can you blame like this the simple folk that don't really mind it because they have that like at least when the series starts they say yeah like the last 100 years have been peaceful it's like well can you blame like most of them okay they've been peaceful while you're in an enclosed area and the titans are scratching at the walls obviously 10 meters outside here's the thing though we don't know much about like because you know they do mention that there is a king and there is a government we get to see almost none of that so there's a military obviously yeah like yeah we get to see to see mostly like small characters who at least for now, are kind of, like, insignificant in the, uh, let's say, bigger picture. But we don't know, like, what the government is actually planning, if they are planning anything. I mean, we don't know. For me personally, I find it hard to believe all the internal struggles when you're considering you're facing an external threat, which is actually physically, uh, verbally said by Pixis. And even if he says it, I still don't believe... But you forget you forget that happens when like the wall is breached for the second time in like a few years. That's different from like episode one where everyone's like, Yeah, it's no. been a hundred years of peace. No, even That's in different. episode even in episode one, like 
there's a distinction between you know the high class and the low class the people who have and the people who are not the people who are in the inner walls and the people who are in the outer walls like this sort of internal clashing to me makes no sense when you're at in a life or death situation which i consider this a life or death con- situation even before the wall was breached. yeah but that's the whole point of like criticizing classes it's like it's like it's portraying both classes with different viewpoints that's all I, I just yeah. don't find it i i don't find it realistic that a class system would sprawl up considering the situation that they're in I, I definitely agree. It's not the most realistic thing. You, it's not something you necessarily expect to happen in an end of you know end of world or end of society or civilization kind of situation. But at the same time, it it's, it's not the first time something like this is depicted in fiction like this, where it's a, an apocalyptic sort of setting where you have this class struggle arising in the midst of a uh, disaster that's trying to kill all of humanity. Yeah, a good example. But- a good example that I can think of off the top of my head is The Walking Dead. Uh, obviously, the zombies are a huge problem, but yet there's still struggles between people and, I guess you could call them like pseudo governments. Yeah, I guess. So it's it's not it's not. I, I definitely agree that it's something that probably wouldn't happen in real life. Maybe it would. I don't know. I don't think hum- uh I can't think of a situation where it's a human society has been pushed to this close to extinction um but it's not unique in fiction i guess um well (laughs) i've completely ruined your segue yet again (laughs) i mean maybe so we talked about the premise and there's the walls that are protecting humanity as a whole can we talk about how german everything looks yeah, how like medieval European, like all the design of the structures and stuff are. Even Which the walls, even the I mean, walls themselves look very yeah. like walled cities, circa Germany, nineteen or not nineteen, um, fifteen hundred. Which can I say that? Like, I get. Well, I really gotta say, I, I really miss that type of world and world building we see in anime because, like. Honestly, outside of Attack on Titan FMA, I don't know this type of architecture and and like F- visual like world building. Visual world, yeah. That's I don't know. It's not something you see too often in anime, and at least with these two cases, both shows that I really love. So you know, it's I will say cool it's remarkably that. consistent across Attack on Titan. Of course, it's it's all it's all a civilization that's within a walled structure. So you yeah. assume that a lot of the architecture would be similar. Um, but yeah, it it certainly conveys this very European, very medieval sort of uh, structure. I mean, that even goes down to a lot of characters' names. A lot of characters' That's names very are very true. German, European, very European. Yeah. Very true. Again, I think, I think that's cool. that's one thing I think that Attack on Titan gets very right is in its world building is the idea of visual world building. And you mentioned it also. Um, Full Metal Alchemist is really, really mm-hmm. good at that too. Yep. Especially Brotherhood that explores more of the world that surrounds it. Yes. Which is cool. Interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not impressed. I, I, oh, yeah. I don't know why it. you would be impressed by European No, because or... honestly, that it's like when it's done right, it's not something you see that often in anime. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think that the like 
the visual aspect of the designs of the walls and the structures are really beautifully done. So I can appreciate that. Yeah. It, 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 my point is that it's consistent from the architecture of the buildings to the way the roads are laid out, the way the wall looks, uh, the weapons that they use, or I won't say they're necessarily medieval, but they have a medieval feel to them. And the fact that so many of the names of the, like the surnames of characters are very central European. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if that's relevant to the plot, but that is um, consistent. Also, I'm no no historian, but yeah, I don't know if the weapons are like. I don't think and the ODM gear is something historically accurate. Yeah, 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 definitely not historically (laughs) accurate. And I'd like I'd like to point out I don't even think possible the way they actually portray it is is working. Probably probably not. Um, Oh, God. This is one of my biggest problems with Attack on Titan, though, is this fucking gear and the way it's portrayed is working. Number one, I don't think it can work the way it's portrayed to work without an electric motor, number one. (sighs) Number two, using this would probably break more backs than it would actually be useful in in climbing walls. Well, well, hold on, hold on. I got one more. (laughs) And the fact that they have straps on the outside of their their pants and their shirts and everything would be a terrible idea if you're, if you're flying through trees where a branch could catch on it and break your neck. Okay, A, it's animation, just suspension of disbelief. I, I don't know what to tell you, just eh. A, B, whatever, it's still a freaking cool idea and how it's utilized and they do like put the work to sort of explain how it works with the gas system and how you control it, which is pretty cool. And C, speaking of trees, well... So far, we'll get there. <laughs> so okay. far, we'll get there. I don't know. It's just my. It, it's such yeah, a cool it's, tool. I'm not How saying you say that? I'm not saying it's mm. not a it's not a cool idea, and that actually the way it looks in the that they, with the animation is not necessarily bad. I'm just saying it takes me completely out of it because I cannot suspend my disbelief that much. I feel like if you actually tried to implement this IRL, it would break people's backs people in half. That can't breathe. Who eat tiny people? You have a problem yes. believing yes. a fucking gear that lets you zip around like Spider-Man. Yes, I do. Okay, dude. I fucking do. <laughs> and I'm going to sit here and tell you about it. Fuck you. I will say I did I think don't know that what to the say. ODM gear idea was pretty fresh. Like, Spider-Man with swords? I will take it. Plus so it's fucking cool, like how it connects with the blades and how it's oh how mm. And I I I think they re- or the author really invested into um like the details of the uh fighting style, including the ODM gear, because like it's there's so like this one scene Really? Everyone just spins. There's That's this one not scene true. where like this guy shoots off uh, what are, what is that thing called? Like the zipline? The, the tether? Yeah, whatever. Sh- shoots off the zipline, and then while he's being pulled along the zipline, the titan just, like, pulls on the zipline itself, and then he slams <laughs> into a wall. Like, to me, like, that attention to detail, I That's do fucking cool, appreciate. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, there are just some other small parts of the premise that I thought were very strange. In the first episode, we hear that the government has declared that interest in the outside is taboo, which Good luck they with explain that. it. They do explain it like, we don't want you to go outside because then you're going to die. But at the same time, that's just stupidity. To me, that is, first of all, stupid. Second of all, suspicious. 
But in and a lot of but in a lot of fascist like societies, you you need that sort of fear factor to impose on your citizens. So it, yeah, I don't see, know, makes sense again, to me. But the thing is, again, the thing is, I don't I don't believe how a fascism could spring up in this situation. Okay. But you are correct. But I, I do want I do want to point out that you're you're right that if you want to have a truly fascist government, you should have something you can hold over people to make them leery and fearful. However, that thing should not be something that's going to make them more curious than they were before. Yeah, sure. But that's also why, not like be... again, fairly easy to like to do that. It's like, oh, Titans, guess what? You die when you go outside. Done. It should also not be something that will pose a threat to killing the actual fascist government itself. So That's how fascism really... works though. Like you build fear on something that will like disrupt you your status quo or your like uh, the, um, government or whatever. Mm, well, it doesn't even I... have, it doesn't have to have to be real. I mean if you're talking like an actual fascist government yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have, have to be, be the real. The threat itself doesn't have to be real. If, just the if idea I were them, of the threat. If yeah. I were the, if I were them what I would tell people is if you go outside what I even I don't know if you <laughs> if you go outside well, that's where I'm, the real titans live. Uh, okay, I'm just saying that like in this is not a sustainable government. Like if you keep ignoring the things outside, they're going to come in and kill the king and all of his subjects. So it's not in the king's best interest to not generate curiosity in the outside. Also, to me, that makes no sense. Also, if, you, also, if this was supposed, to be, well, if this was supposed to be a fascist government, I think you'd want people to be curious because you'd want them to go outside because you'd want them to join the fucking military. Also, if why does the fascist king want to keep his throne by sacrificing like the ability to fight back against the Titans? Because that sort of... Logic is just going to get everyone killed, including yourself, King. It just makes no sense. To me, it makes no sense. We and don't know yet because we're only in the beginning of the show. I'm just saying. They already said it in the beginning of the show, and it already doesn't make sense. A lot of things don't make sense in Attack on Titan. But I, but I definitely agree that that, that idea Are you of talking about that part where they're sending like, like a shit ton of people just to die? Yes, that was stupid. Yeah, that's because they don't have enough like food. No, that for makes all of sense. The refugees. That, makes, that sense. makes sense. I agree with that. Yeah, that's also a great way to foment discontent among your people. I'm not saying that's like right. <laughs> I'm I'm saying the logic why they did it is fucked up, and that that sort of con- is consistent in the story. That's not a plot hole. Anyway, the, the, I wouldn't consider that a plot hole. That's not what I'm talking about. The, 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 I, the point I think you're talking about is the government declaring interest in something taboo is only going to spark more people's interest in it. And that's such no. a stupid rule to make. No, I'm saying that declaring it taboo is a self-destructive thing yes. that is going to get you as the king killed. So it's not in your interest to do that. Yeah, but that's I don't like understand almost why you every do story ever with a taboo. That's the point. Not necessarily, no. Yeah. The taboo isn't something... Like, if I if if country X is at war with country Y, country X wouldn't have interest in country Y as a taboo because then you can't even fight country Y. What would the point be? Then you, the country no, Y is going to no, invade and kill country you're, X. You're not... There's, uh, they're telling people not to go explore the outside world. They're not telling them don't join the military. 
That like the whole reason. If you say like, so, like the whole job of the survey core is to I, explore no. and find footholds outside of the walls. That's their. I job. interpreted that as the government doesn't approve of the survey core. No, what are you talking about? That's what I interpreted. As, I don't. If I you, mean, but that's what, what would be true. stopping the government from getting rid what of it? What are you it, talking then? about? Yeah, if that's if. The, the, the survey corps would have been disbanded long ago. What are you talking about? If that if that were if that's true, and and the government itself has no actual power to get rid of its military arm or yeah. change it if something happens, that is the worst run government of all time. I think you just found yourself a plot hole just because you made it up. I don't know, dude. They never okay. mentioned that the government <clears throat> has anything against the survey corps. But they didn't mention that. It did okay. anyway. We. Can agree, disagree. So but no, it's what that's what the fucking story says. <laughs> well, another thing that's kind of along the same lines is we find out that the people who are the most talented through when they go through training don't actually end up getting assigned to the front lines. No, Again, kind of silly. Police. You're gonna put your most talented and most capable soldiers as far no, away from so the action say, as possible. No, no. So what they say is that if you end up in the top ten, you get to decide where you want to go. A lot of people that get to the top ten want to go to the military place because that's the safest place, not because they make them go there. Yeah, okay. but that doesn't... but that's the current system of things. Yeah, they that, they they'll... the government enabled the idea that if you're good, you can go. Do yeah, whatever sure. you want. And the, the only way it's to supposed... get to the military police is to get to the top ten. Yeah. So Yeah, that's so right. It's trying it's not to a show good how si- dumb it is. Yeah, it's not a good system. Yeah, it's not portraying as a good system. They like Aaron and I, I forget who else is they're like mocking people for going to the military police. That's the whole idea to show okay. the hypocrisy of like some what, people who join what the military I'm saying just they, to go to the military police. If they don't explain why the government is doing this, that is stupid and bad writing is it though i, I you agree explain, you explain like this hey you get to the top 10 you decide where you want to go makes sense just like in every military that's bad ever. that's bad no, government that's, no, no say I, what I, you will but it's, that's it's, how the it's, military works it's it's one of two things in my mind it's either bad writing or an incredibly incompetent government it's the latter probably but also that's how the military <laughs> works i know because i serve in the military and yes when you like score in better than others and when you like are be- just a good soldier as a whole they let you decide at least to some extent where you want to go sorry but that's just how it works i think yes that's, that's in, not bad in, writing I, I think yes generally but i think if you were in the middle of a war and you were getting trained you wouldn't have a choice where you were getting sent I don't know, because think, thankfully I'm not in the war, but as far as, like, military in peacetime, that's how it works, which for them is sort of that. No, the yes. training arc occurred after the Titans invaded. Yeah, a few years after the Titans invaded. At that time, though, it's been a few years ever since they first invaded, and right now they think they're somewhat safe. Well, I would even consider the time before the Titans invaded as a national crisis time. Don't you think so, you're nitpicking, though? It may that be hard. a bit nitpicky, there's, but there's that's just a so bit nitpicky. Many, Especially something that, again, if you take all is totally, the small, that's totally if you take legit. All, if you take all the small things that don't make sense in Attack on Titan, they snowball very quickly. Okay, I'm going to say it right now. I mean, we said we won't mention later parts, but some of the parts that, like, 
can't don't make sense they do later on and that's, that's what i'm a. saying wait 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 if, that's a if, and b and if, b this whole like part of a of like the elite soldiers decide where they want to go makes sense because that's how it works it, i don't think that makes sense but no i sure. mean it, i'm saying it makes sense that's how it, it it's written because that's how it is in real life you know I feel like, yes, Natai, you're very... It's not, it's actually not minute because the characters themselves are angry about this fact. Yeah, yeah because that's how it is. And they're mocking how, hip- how hypocritical people are, like, that they do it. That's the point they're trying to make when they talk about, when they, you know, when they're raising the point. So they recognize that it's a bad idea... So that means they recognize, that they it recognize is a that, bad idea. They recognize that it lets people just go and fuck off to the military police. Yes, it, they're trying to show it, that. They recognize that it's very easy for people to game the system. Yeah. So you think this is more of a I don't know if criticism. easy because it's only 10 people out there how many people that drafted that day, but you know. Well, it's, it's way more easy to, to know that up front and try to do your best than it is to just get randomly assigned to the interior. Do they know that up mm-hmm. front, though? They only knew that at the end of the training, once they declared who are the top ten. I, listen, it's still a bad system, whether they knew or not. No, sure, I'm, I'm just saying, trying to say that I don't think it's bad writing, because it totally makes sense. That's how it works. You do good, you decide where you want to go. Again, you, you're, you're probably definitely right about how it actually works in the real military. I just don't necessarily think it's always the, going to be the best idea. And I'm sure, I'm pretty sure that's not how it sure, works. Sure, but in, calling in it bad writing, I think is taking it like to a bit of an extreme because it's not. Anyway. If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> so that is basically our thoughts on the premise. Very diverse thoughts. Third episode <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> um, I thought it would be interesting to talk about some of the, um, scenes that stood out to us in these first 13 episodes um i don't know if this stood out to you guys probably not but the show started like in episode one the first scene Very good. Is, you can of, count. is of aaron <laughs> dreaming of the um invasion of wall maria yes that has not yet happened um and then he wakes up crying. And they stress uh, it so much out that he's crying. God, yeah, I forgot that, how much they talk about his crying. Yeah. It's very... Oh my so God, he, a, a man cried. We all have to stop and point and laugh at him now. So again, to me, this is either bad writing. <laughs> because you're incorporating a like like a teaser of what's going to happen, but you're incorporating it literally into the story where it's literally affecting the characters. So that's like, so, so like you're inconsistent. It's not, it's why are you doing that? Either it's bad writing or there's something like time travel or some sort of simulation is happening. And Aaron has been reset from a previous simulation. And he's being time. This podcast where you incorporated simulation to any type of show. (laughs) Devil may cry baby show. I don't even, but that is a very honestly, this, that is another part of attack on Titan that is unexplained. And this will keep going. But Yet. that scene, I found very strange. Very strange. I I agree. Um, 
I, I never even really considered until somewhat recently when I think it may have been you, but maybe it was someone else pointed out to me that there hasn't been any kind of evidence to suggest that this isn't some kind of a simulation that they're in. So if he it was is. reset or if he's like a new addition to the simulation, that would be an interesting way to go about it. It does go along with the themes of ignorance. If you have amnesia, I guess. Oh, maybe, <clears throat> maybe this is like version 1.0 of the matrix. Exactly. <sighs> Uh, you're not happy. Well, some other scenes, mostly in episode one. I mean, okay, episode one of the show was a very strong episode. I thought it was super strong. He says, he says right after coming, (laughs) he says right after coming off of saying the first scene is bad writing. I will still say that, (laughs) but, and I still, after rewatching it, I think it's a very strong episode. Um, you have some really high emotional points. Um, you get like a full mini arc of what happens. Um, the smiling Titan eating Aaron's mom. Super, super heartbreaking moments. Yeah, Love the way they animated um, the expressions of the mom and Aaron and crying and everything. It was beautifully done. I thought it was really, really pulling on those heartstrings. And also, like, just solid world building all around. Like, you get to see, like like the streets and like the people who inhabit them and different people and whatnot. It's just, you know, Mm -hmm. super solid all around. Yes. I thought it was a good way to introduce the show, except for that first scene. Um, (laughs) In episode two. Episode two is still part of that intro. Yeah. It's still part of the introductory arc. There's just this strange little recollection that Aaron has of his father injecting him with a needle which again happens when he's asleep why are all these strange things happening when he's asleep I don't know it very very, very much reeks of of child molestation if you ask me oh my god honestly you're not wrong that does actually it does it seems like like what is the first thing you remember when you wake up after you've been molested I was fucking drugged what the fuck that is true. I see what you're saying. Um, <laughs> so. Fan theory. Aaron, Aaron is just creating all this in his head as a way to suppress his, his rape memories. Oh my god. That would make sense. <laughs> theory, theory time. It's a new season of The Office. Done. But that's so, just a theory. <laughs> god damn it. The, so this whole idea, which is expanded on in episode nine where Aaron apparently actually remembers more about what happened during this episode where his father abducts him. Um, This idea of his father hiding something in a basement, then running away. And like, where is he right now? I don't know where he is. He is in this confined area of the walls. Like where could he have gone? Okay, and then he injects Aaron with the power to transform into a Titan. Okay, so I had so many, several, so many problems. Well, there's several questions that arise from this. Number one, where was he going when he left immediately before the Titan, the Colossal Titan attacked? Well, well, he did say he was going to see a patient in the he, inner wall. He says that, but was yes, he but we really? Don't know if that's true. That's very convenient, extremely convenient. It is and extremely it is also convenient that he left right before. 
right before the Colossal Titan attacked. Um, it's also, he. it happens so soon after he leaves that one wonders why he didn't run home, because surely he had to know that something was up. Um, also, the idea, for I want to say that you kind of find this out as the first 13 episodes go around, along, but Aaron's father is a fucking moron. Like, why would you, we find, he tells Aaron that there's something really important that could potentially, like, solve the secrets of the Titans hidden away in his basement. Why, if you actually had this knowledge, would you hide it away from people who could actually maybe use it and do something constructive we with it? We still don't know. That's why it's mystery. I'm but it's a really that... cheap-ass mystery. That's my problem. We don't, oh. You don't know that. You don't have enough information. That's the whole point I can't of the imagine the pay- any kind of payoff being worth it. What, what kind of payoff would there be this, to hide this knowledge away to, to like cover for the fact that thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people have died not knowing this information. So to be clear, everything that I've mentioned a plot hole mentioned is a plot hole. I am willing to accept an explanation for it if there is one. If there isn't, then I'm not happy. Well, also, yeah. it can I be, completely it can... I completely agree with you, Alex, that in these first few episodes, we are bombarded with unexplained information that accumulates so quickly that you lose your patience. I agree with you there. Yeah, like, if That's all the you had to point if, of being a mystery. But but, but be honest, if all you had to go on was what you've seen of Aaron's father so far, would you not agree he's a fucking moron? As someone who, yeah, at the time didn't at the time didn't know what the fuck was going on, I was like, okay, I wonder what's up with that. I didn't make any judgment call on that because I don't know. I wanted to know. That's why I kept watching. So, when I was first watching this, I was able to not care about the inconsistencies because there was so much hype action that I'm like, are they going to survive? Like that's the basic question that I wanted answered. Um, but now that I'm looking back on it, there's just so many, so many things that are not adding up. Breaking the illusion! <laughs> oh, God. So then we have the training arc, which was very long. Well, it was like, uh, it was like an, ep- <laughs> episode an episode and a half. An episode and a half. How is that long? For a training arc? Considering all the other things that happened in the other episodes. Bitch, no, no, there are training arcs in Naruto that are a full season long. Yeah, yeah, you can't call that Yes, and that's why Naruto is bad. Fuck you. (laughs) You you can't call that a bad training arc. It just sort of... Why would you spend an entire, an entire episode on, I can't use my maneuver gear. So stupid. Uh, oh, yeah, and all, 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 and the payoff for that is, oh, it was just defective. You're Ba-da. fine. Wow, that was funny. <laughs> that was some fake. If, if that is what I mean by some fake ass drama, are you kidding me? What a shitty payoff. Like, there's no, there's no grand finale of him overcoming his own inability to use it. It's like, nah, your gear's just broken. You're perfect because you got plot armor. Now, the only good thing about the training arc. I will With say, Sasha. Sasha is Bay, but is that it sets up for the appearance of the Colossal Titan in episode four beautifully because the training arc lulls you into a sense of safety and then that's completely broken by the appearance of the Colossal Titan. And I think that particular scene 
where he appears during training while they're cleaning the walls is masterful. That's masterful plot writing because you don't expect it at all. When I was watching that while it aired, completely taken by surprise. I didn't see it coming at all. And I, I really love that part. I was I wanted him to eat Aaron. Eat his ass. Yes, eat his ass. <laughs> so I just moving I, on. it it did nothing for me. I just Oh really? Not really. I mean, I guess the the visual composition of it was not bad. I won't I won't say it was like horrendous, but it didn't do a whole lot for me. That's unfortunate. I, I would actually say that the the music that you hear when that happens is far more impactful than the visuals though. I, I attribute that almost entirely to Hiroyuki Suwano, though. What? Speaking of Hiroyuki Suwano, the OST for this is fucking awesome. So beautiful. And as much as I may dislike Attack on Titan, I will give props to its OST every chance I get because it is really good. It's hype. It's creepy. It's just everything. I love it. Also, also uses uh, a lot. It uses a lot of bass drums, and it's like, yes. And also songs and vocals. Yes, that's the vocals are really good too. Um, so now we're getting into the Trost arc, which is a very long. The rest of the next few episodes. Isn't that like six? It's nine episodes. Nine episodes. Nine. Jesus Christ! It's basically the halfway through episode four ish through episode episode thirteen. Yeah. So during the like later parts of the Trost arc. Um, it was definitely dragged out, I want to say. Yes. I think episode 13 had a five-minute recap, including the OP. Yes. And I was what like, are you talking about? It did. Girl, episode 13. Minute. It started at five minutes. Yeah, the, that's when it started. I watched new- episode 13 today. What are you talking I'll, I'll pull it up right I, now. No, pull it no, up now. No, no. I'm, I'm serious. He's right. Don't say like, no. I'm watching I right don't now. Think, I, it may not be exactly five minutes, but it's close it's enough like to five minutes. Yeah, it's close enough that it makes no difference. But yeah, the first five minutes are the OP and like a four and a half minute recap. Girl. Um, and not only that, like the last three or four episodes of the trust like really drag really slow there wasn't a lot that happened in the episodes there's a lot of long conversations they could have paced that better I, was- i'll be honest when i originally watched this back in 2013 i seriously considered dropping the show at episode 10 because of how just drawn out this arc was they could have accomplished the exact same thing in this arc i think with four episodes Maybe five. You remember? Okay, didn't take nine. Right now. You remember? You remember that about a minute and a half of the first five minutes of the episode is the OP itself. Yes, but that still doesn't negate the fact so that, that it's wait, a three wait, and a half leaves, to four minute long recap. Wait, that, wait, that that means two and a half minutes of recap. That's the, the, the only plus a time minute and a half it. of OP. You start at like five minutes. No, no, no! I watch it right now. It's when two you and a half the minutes. Episode. Wait, it's two and a half minutes of recap and a minute and a half of the OP. So when do you start the episode? When does new stuff start? What do you start? mean when? The moment I click on the episode. When, no, when no. When does new material start in episode 13? While you figure Four that out. Four and a half minutes into the episode. That's Four and a half too minutes. long. Basically five. <laughs> that is way too long. Also, That's the like, fact that almost every single episode, I think after five, begins with a recap. I'm like, bitch, shut up. Give, give me new stuff. Every episode begins with a recap. What are you talking They're about? like, bitch, shut the fuck up and give me new stuff. 
I agree. It's way too repetitive. Just um, honestly, stupid. honestly, this, this is this is this is not necessarily an Attack on Titan issue. This is an issue that, that yeah, happens in anime, anime in general. Yeah, I mean, what are you I, talking I, about? I won't say that all anime does, especially all dramatic anime, but there are a lot that do. It is one hundred percent condescending to your audience to have a recap at the beginning of every single episode. Don't do you it. Know, I won't like if you. If you're gonna have a recap, if you're gonna have a recap, at least phrase it differently every time. Or say different things. Yeah. Just just not the same fucking thing again and again. Um, but past the trivial bullshit that we're mad about, um, the actual Holy plot... Shit, this episode has been nitpicky as fuck, I need to say. <laughs> He's so salty. <laughs> no, actually, I'm, I'm very surprised. because no, I'm... I'm not the biggest fan of Attack on Titan, but holy shit, that's nitpicking, like, the, like, that's the least, like, there are other things that make me boil about this show, but about this? That's what you have to say? I think so what makes what you boil t- about this yeah, show? What, yeah, what does make you boil about this show? That comes what later on. hot under the, under the collar? That comes later on. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well then. Um, <laughs> so, the trust arc... Basically, one of the first scenes is when Aaron's squad, like, sorties into the fight. And holy shit. Honestly, <laughs> that is one of the best scenes in anime for me. I yeah, fucking, it's so fucking loved good. it. I it's loved so it. It was complete reversal of expectations. You have this basically two episode long training arc getting hype we're getting like stronger we're like ready to fight the titans your first encounter with the titans your entire squad wiped out you lost your leg you're lying unconscious on the roof and armin is being eaten by a titan literally i love the writing there also i am a bit of a sadist so that is my wait a sadist or a sadist (laughs) a sadist just makes you sound really depressed I'm a Satanist. Thank you very much. Whoa. Uh, like, say um, what you will about Attack on Titan, but it, it can, like, it builds up to these moments that come out of nowhere, but feel so earned. It's it's amazing how it does it sometimes. Yes. Um, to me, that felt like a little bit of a, a criticism or, like, I guess a criticism. That's not the right word I'm looking for. Of, it's like a wake-up um, call for the heroes, sort of. Well, I was thinking like a criticism of the shonen genre because uh, it was gotcha. so so vastly different from well, what you would expect hold on. from this kind of. Did Did story. you just say a wake up call for the protagonist? Uh, the colossal titan attacking twice wasn't enough. Apparently not. <laughs> I'd say that showing up twice and you know, busting not, not up your protagon- fucking okay, world okay, okay, would be okay, a okay, big okay. thing. Not for the prota- protagonist, but sort of for the audience, which is like, oh yeah, shit. We don't fuck around, that sort of thing. I just, listen, whether you're actually in the story or an audience member and you needed a third wake-up call that's, that everything's going to shit, I don't know, man. I mean... Let's, no, but let's be honest. Let's be honest. Most, uh, most of the people really got hooked on uh, hooked on the show was the moment that Aaron supposedly died. See, Let's and that frank. that's something else. That's that's another problem I have with this sh- with with Attack on Titan in general. Yeah, that would have been great if he'd stayed dead. 
If he'd stayed dead and someone else had become the main character, it would have been so much better because then it would have meant there were actual stakes involved. Now that I see that Aaron actually comes back from this, I don't think anyone's going to die at all, or at least stay dead. Um, a lot of named characters already died in the first few episodes. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know that. About. What do you mean what you do don't you mean? know that? They literally died. For all I know, they could come back. No. No. Marco is dead. The the husband died. The, what the fuck was hey, this? Hey, Aaron name? came back. Someone I'm just saying his... anyone can come back then. I don't think so. You didn't see a corpse of Aaron. Anyway, my point is that it, it actually decreased its value for me in the, in the sense that I if thought there were less so. stakes involved. Um, I also want to say... Um, like this is actually a wake up call for the for the viewers as well because a lot of anime yeah, shonen I mean. or anime in general their first episode parents die huge tragedy the rest of the episode plot armor i mean sorry the rest of the season plot armor for attack on titan yeah first episode tragedy but it's still tragedy everybody's still dying which not Aaron. leads which leads to he has I rape say juice another, in his blood Another problem I have with the show is that this sort of um, massive loss of life is just not sustainable. I don't know how they are going to defeat this like immortal, quasi-immortal enemy when they're taking so many losses. It to me, it's just I don't understand how they're gonna write their way out of this. It just it just doesn't i'm very questioning very questioning of the situation what you're saying is um, you have a you have a fear that the author is writing himself into a corner i definitely think so yes um but i'm open to be proven wrong i know i got it they're going <laughs> to they're going to develop nuclear weapons that's how they're going to they still at this they don't even have automatic God, we we'll develop DMT and we'll get the time to smoke get it. Get Joe Rogan. Moment... <laughs> um, so I think another important scene we might want to talk about is when we, I don't know if, whatever. When exit, <laughs> when exit, when Aaron exits out of his Titan husk, um, well, basically at that point we are, it is confirmed that Aaron is the Titan. But I don't know if you guys figured that out before. I mean, it was kind of obvious. Well, I mean, but... yeah. If you didn't figure out what the... I mean, we figured out what the rape juice was for. I mean, to me, it felt very obvious just because of the glowing green eyes. Just a little... You could have calmed down on that um, <laughs> that character design there. It I... didn't have to be that obvious. But... That brings. Why does he have the... pointed ears, though? That is a good question. That he's the um, only Titan that has pointed ears, and I'm thinking, well, is this is this like a trait of Titan human hybrids? Yes, that all that brings <coughs> us to the question or the Jesus. realization that humans are Titans? Question mark. Which is a very like cliche trope that you know the enemy is just. Your own the race real enemy is man's cruelty yeah, towards okay. man. Very cliche. Um, <coughs> Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Um, but I mean, this brings up a lot of questions. Like, what are the Titans? 
it, plot. Because the type. <laughs> The Titans can't all be humans because they're mostly male. You and saw also, it's female-looking Titans there. Mm-hmm. Well, if they, yes, if they, if they have, have if they have no reproductive organs, and I'm gonna assume if they don't, they also don't have a reproductive system inside of them. Then is the like the nomenclature of male female even relevant at that point? I think females have breasts, don't they? I didn't see any with. That. No, because there are no females. <laughs> anyway, um, are you saying that they're like females, but they pretend to be men? No, I'm just saying that at that at that point, if 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 it's a creature that has no ability to reproduce, has no sex organ, external sex organs, and has no reproductive system, does the idea of them being male or female even matter? You make a valid point. Um, the realization that Aaron is a titan because of some super juice um Rape just juice. brings on brings on way more questions and inconsistencies because at some in some way it kind of makes sense that all titans could be humans and in some ways it doesn't make sense also i'd like to point out that going back to what we mentioned earlier about Aaron's father injecting him with that stuff all right, he we see him injecting him after he leaves. So they had to have met up at some point, right? Mm-hmm. So did, does he just carry this around at all times, thinking, well, eventually I'm going to have to give this to someone? Another question that is not answered. A lot of problems. I, this, that's so problems. I know, right? <laughs> Um, oh, and something else I've wondered. So something else that, that we get told about the Titans is that they have an abnormally high body temperature, like super high. It's part mm-hmm. of the reason that you see steam coming from them sometimes is that their mm-hmm. body temperature is so high. If that's true, then how the hell can people walk on their skin so easily? Wouldn't they think their feet were going to be hot? Um, I think it's if they meant internal, like, internal body yeah, temperature, Yeah, it's only when external. the like, organs evaporate. That's when the steam comes out. What about the uh, the Colossal Titan, which you see steam mm, coming out I of him? I wonder about that. It's almost like it's something we don't know. <laughs> well, there's a lot of things we don't know. When are we getting answers anytime? Yeah, and now it is. I, you seem to have all the fucking answers. Tell yeah, us. Where are the answers? <laughs> I have an idea. Okay, I have an idea. I'm going to go and look. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, no. I, I, I got it. I got Hold it. Hold on. Let me look okay. through volume 12 of the no, manga. No, no. Let me... Let me... Where the fuck is this? Where is this Wikipedia page? Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. No, no, no. Uh, it's very. It's fairly easy to find out. You put Attack on Titan in Wikipedia. No, never look up anything. Mystery. Mm. Not on Mal. It's not even on Wikipedia. But anyway, you can... <laughs> Goes to Wikipedia for validation, gets oh rejected. God. Oh my god, Nisai, you're killing me. <laughs> you get, okay. The point remains, the show, obviously, for okay. some reason, doesn't show us all of the information. The, the okay. problem, the problem, Nitai? Nitai, the problem is that when you keep introducing more and more and more and more mysteries, the onus is completely upon the writer to actually like solve these mysteries. In a cohesive way. Yes, but way. it's up to the writer to solve it whenever he feels is appropriate <laughs> for the story. You know, that's how mysteries work. 
You cannot keep dragging out a mystery forever and not expect people to ask Guess fucking what? questions. Prepare for a big ass mystery to drag around for a while, dude. Um so overall I will agree that Attack on Titan is a mystery like franchise story. Um but story. in the first in the first thirteen episodes it doesn't act like a mystery. It acts more like an action. What? <laughs> no, well, I, I get what you're saying. But no, it's... mostly because the characters themselves are not engaging with these questions. They're not asking these questions. They're One not investigating. One of the first questions raised in the show, what the fuck is outside the walls? They're not actively trying to find that out. Yeah, they're fighting yeah. for their lives. They're fighting they for their lives. The plot is they're fighting for their lives for the entire 1 to 13. So it's not acting like a mystery right now because there is no, no investigation not, going on. Not, There's sure, no investigation going on. Sure, sure. The mystery is not in the, like, in it's like the main focus of the current arc, obviously. But you can't deny there's there are mystery undertones to the entire fucking story. Because there's a lot throughout, because throughout the show everyone's like I have no clue what the fuck how's that even working because they don't know shit that's the whole point they don't know I, anything about the that, Titans that's the idea or though. the world that's that kind of goes back to the idea of the, these characters being very very ignorant and acting very very ignorant sometimes like these mysteries <laughs> but ignorant, those are two ignorant, different no, uses of the term but I know I know ignorant is implying that most of them do it on purpose most of them just know jack shit I know shit. but let that's me finish point. my fucking sentence uh, I think a lot of the, these mysteries and I use that very broadly are being introduced to the audience and then it's like, okay, you know about this, but the characters are just going to get to that later. They explain every Sherlock Holmes story ever told. The reader doesn't know who the killer is until the end. The killer is a titan. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, Spoiler so, alert. <laughs> um, so this show can turn into a mystery if it wants to. But the problem is that there's a lot, a lot of shows that are pure action, pure fantasy, pure adventure, and they do the same thing as Attack on Titan. They don't fully world build. They leave questions and they never answer them. And that is like a problem that is very ordinary in writing, especially like of those genres that you make a huge world and you don't explain everything and then it doesn't come together properly. Okay, 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 sure. But but let's talk about... That may be a problem here that I'm just pointing out that that may be a problem that Attack on Titan is falling into. Yes. <laughs> Alex is like, negative opinion on Attack on Titan. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone had a negative opinion about Attack on Titan. I agree with you. I don't even have to listen. Just yes. <laughs> Plus one. Retweets. DMT. Um, <laughs> so... Um, I mean, I have a lot of other scenes written down here, but I don't really need to talk about anything else here. Oh, I think um, we need to talk about the fact you wrote dead Aaron operates Titan like piloting a giant robot. We definitely <laughs> need to talk about that. That's very anime. It's it's very like, <laughs> get in the robot, Aaron. Get in the fucking um, robot, Aaron, or, or Mikasa's gonna have to do it again. Oh, I also wrote down, like, okay, it makes sense that the nape of the neck is the weak point of the Titan, which is, like, evidence towards all Titans are humans. But I mean, there's a lot of evidence against it as well. But so. to that extent, then again, then I guess, well, just cut the brain because it's just like a human, don't you think? Nope. The human is... Do you cut the brain of a robot? No, you cut the cockpits. 
No, you said we. Oh, sure, whatever. I, well, I that that kind of that kind of begs another question. <laughs> you asked if air if titans are humans and humans are titans, and you kind of put out piling like a giant robot. Are the titans just glorified machines? Oh, that could be true. Um, well, we see their insides when we blow them up with cannons. So but I'm thinking, probably, I'm thinking well, well, they could be like nano robots, or they could be a bi- like a biological cyborg, cybernetic. They could machine. be. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking, I'm thinking si- something sort of along the lines of the Cylons in uh, Battlestar, the Battlestar Galactica reboot from the early 2000s. I remember talking to someone. I don't know if this was you, Alex about how the whole idea of the titans regenerating their limbs was unrealistic i don't know i do we, we, this is my my this is almost a year ago now i think we talked okay. about this so i mean me personally i think that's pretty consistent knowing that um there's a lot of different species of animals that can regenerate limbs so it's a it's a logical leap that this sort of creature could exist. Yes, it's hyper quick, like way more faster than we see in real life. But you know, it's consistent with what we know about biology. I guess, yeah. Um, I don't know. It just there's so many questions. <laughs> there are a lot of questions. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything particular you want to bring up. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like, no, he's like, no, because you're just going to shit on it. God damn it. No, it's not even that. I just don't. Mm. <laughs> oh, Anita is just a sad boy now. I mean, no, I'm not because there are like super bad criticism to like blame the show, but it's like, not, not that. <laughs> well, I think. We can quickly address some of the themes that were mentioned or brought up in the oh, show. Wait, wait, hold, hold, hold on, hold mm-hmm. on. We cannot end this without talk. Well, we're not end it, but we cannot move on until we mention how it. Aaron is left off at the end of episode thirteen. Just like in in shackles, <laughs> where he fucking belongs because he's a self righteous cunt. Um, why is he self righteous? Because he can only see the, he can only see the world through what he wants it to be. Like he wants to like kill all titans. Well, okay, that's great. Then what? So, yes. What do you think about his self declaration that he wants to kill all titans? I don't think, think, think he's going to do it. I think it's very naive. I think it's very um, <laughs> it's very shonen. So a lot of people have in comments and various forums have made fun of Eren for being an idiot who wants to kill all the titans. Um, I find it very interesting because at the very beginning of the show, before the titans come in, he wants to join the Survey Corps because he wants to see the outside world. And then after everyone dies, he's like, I want to kill the titans. Which to me, I want to kill the titans is a defense mechanism to deal with the trauma which really translated is the same basic like endeavor of seeing the outside world. So I mean, it's sort of like because honestly, saying like "Yeah, I want to kill," the, it's very childish of him, mm-hmm. which makes sense because the experience of that as a child, like you're yes. supposed to find it sort of childish and sort of I don't know if dumb, but you know that mm-hmm. immature. Yeah, immature. Exactly. Now, 
the if the author actually addresses this, I think it would be good character building, which honestly he does somewhat address it already because in episode 12 and 13, we have a dream sequence when Eren turns into a titan and then goes berserk and attacks Mikasa and then slips into a dream where um, he's like dreaming of his house and Armin is talking to him and Armin says, do you want to avenge your mother? And Eren says, no, she's right here next to me, which can be interpreted as, you know, she's always in my heart. I don't need to like do anything to like nothing I do will actually bring her back. I still value her in my little, in my mind. And then he's unresponsive to Armin's uh, reminder asking Eren, don't you want to kill all the Titans? And he's like, nah, I'm too tired. But when Armin says, nah, bitch, let me sleep. But when Armin says, do you want to see the outside world? That's when he wakes up and that's when he lifts up the boulder. So I think to me, I interpret this as the author saying, I know this character is stupid. I wrote him this way. Um, He has an actual legitimate motivation, but right now he's too stupid to realize that um, because of all the problems happening around him. I would love to see this address, like him to grow out of this. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen considering (laughs) this already has a lot of things that need to be fixed. Um, But I at least recognize that the author is like knows that he's portraying Aaron as an idiot. Sure. But I mean, like at the beginning of the show, like before shit hit, shit's going down, like he's talking about the outside world, and to him, the outside world just means freedom. So basically, mm-hmm. what everyone wants is freedom. Now, mm-hmm. if when he goes back to like uh, feeling content with no, my mom's here, I'm fine, I don't, I don't wanna. It's like he doesn't want to like reawaken and actually, you know, you know, pick up the boulder and do whatever. It's like. That whole sequence or the reaffirmation, reaffirmation of him. Okay, I do want to like seek out this freedom and you know get there, right? It's more about it's more than just seeing the outside world and discovering its mysteries. Just like you know, freedom. That's it. Definitely, um, and freedom is obviously a very big recurring theme in this the show. Wings of freedom on the survey course, uh, yeah, folks. You know. Um, the whole idea of fighting the Titans is to get freedom as Aaron wants to do. Um, I think, oh, one more theme that's brought up is like the terror of the Titans. Like they constantly say that the Titans inflict terror and we see that actually happen when people like commit suicide and like desert the army. Um, it is, I think it's a really pretty realistic portrayal of terror i think that's a it's a good it's it's good and i personally love that the type of story that includes you know horrific elements yeah, that scene when like the guy just shoots himself in the head is yeah, horrific yeah mm-hmm. um i was gonna say something about i was gonna make a joke about that but i really shouldn't oh my god um, that's god horrible you're a horrible person <laughs> No, but I do want to. I do want to say, like, it, it's it is somewhat realistic to to war. Like, people react to war in very different ways. Especially like soldiers in general will react to war in very different ways. Even though that most of them, hopefully, have been trained this exact same way, there's still different personalities, different 
psychologies that go into it. And some people have a much more shallow breaking point than others. Definitely. Um, especially in medieval warfare, a lot of um, military people were lost due to desertion. Mm. Um, so this is realistic to that situation that and, they're in. And nowadays in modern warfare, most soldiers actually lose their lives to suicide. Mm-hmm. And this also ties into the whole fascist element to the setting because, you know, fascism uses terror to control their citizens, which, I mean, that's what happens in real life. Um, in the in the situation that Attack on Titan is, I mean, the fascist government isn't completely in control of the terror-inducing no, element. No, but they're using the terror but, of the Titans as the way yeah, to gain control. Yeah, yeah they're not they're not really doing I mean, anything to assuage people's fear of the Titans. I mean, yeah, it's not a perfect reflection of the fascist structure, but it's definitely somewhat there. Um, yeah, so there's some interesting. Uh, I, I, you know, real what? life connections happening there. The, since, since you, I wasn't going to mention this, but I will anyway. Oh God, um, maybe you shouldn't. No, so <laughs> I, I read. I, Please, I, don't. for the life of me, I, for the life of me, can't remember where I read this, but I read an article that someone wrote, uh, some about comparing Attack on Titan to actual fascism that has happened in the real world, and someone tried. I don't, I, I, I don't really know how I feel about this connection that was made, but someone made the connect that mention that you could make the connection between the actual government of uh the sit the walled city in attack on titan to the government of nazi germany during world war Two, and i don't know about that and, I don't know no but well. but the <laughs> the idea the idea was that the titans themselves represent jews but the Jews weren't killing the Germans. But that's yeah, what the Nazis but... told everyone was going to happen. I mean, but in Attack on Titan, the government doesn't tell you. It happens in your face. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I mean, I, I, don't I don't know. I don't know how accurate. Works. I don't know how accurate that that comparison is. But it is an interesting comparison. I mean, sure. I can understand why you would be led to that comparison, especially considering the German influence. Even though. Attack on Titan is not the only anime that has German influence. There's a lot of German influence in a lot of anime. Um, I personally don't think that the Nazi Because Germany, Japan was a German ally during World War II. That's great. Uh, relation to Attack on Titan is super accurate. I don't think so. Um, but people have made that connection, and that's their yeah. prerogative. Um, so... I don't know if any of you want... Maybe we should end this with our final thoughts on episodes 1 to 13 of Attack on Titan. Let's start with you, Alex, because I'm oh, sure you oh have boy. a very strong oh boy. opinion. Um, so <laughs> uh, I want to I want to point out, when I originally watched this back in 2013, I didn't watch it week to week while it was airing. I actually did watch it kind of how I'm watching it now, which is binge watching it. Um, I did it, I think, the season or a season or two after it had originally ended its run. So I didn't get caught up in the hype of the original airing. The only reason I did watch it was because it ended up being so popular that year. Um, I, I'm trying to compare my thoughts now to what I thought back then. Um, I think back then it was just something I was very, just completely uninterested in story-wise. Um, <laughs> shut up. I'm just going through my, my slice of life phase. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, wow. You're fucking filthy weeb <laughs> um, um 
I still think that the the music is absolutely excellent. Um, not just the soundtrack itself, but the OP and the ED are, are both pretty good. Um, I, That's as much as you'll get out of Alex. I, Alex is like, I'm mad. I don't give a fuck. It's okay. I'm. I, I still. I ha- still have the same problem after the first thirteen episodes that I. I can say that I had after the first thirteen episodes. The first time I watched is that I don't care about any of these characters. The the story that has is, not made me give a damn about any of these characters. I will but say that is isn't the mystery and the story itself intriguing you intriguing enough for you? It it's intriguing in the in the sense that I really want to find out if all of these people are just as dumb as they appear. <laughs> that's oh some God. type of mystery. I mean that. Um. Unless unless some mysteries start getting solved, then no, because I don't think a mystery should be drag, dragged on that long. Or at least investigated. Yes. Or brought um, up. Yeah, or addressed. <laughs> um, I will agree with you, Alex, that I am disappointed in the character development. I mean, they could have... I mean, it's only the first 18 episodes, but... Only. Most, but... most anime series are this long. And they have more mm. character development than those. I mean, I mean, depends on like your timeline of how long you want the plot to be. It's fine. Um, five episodes. <laughs> Just condense the so, entire story into five episodes. I'm good. I'm Did perfect- Detective Conan and and progress in any shape or form in the one thousand episode he had. <laughs> no, that's not the point. I've never watched episode. Episode. Show. I've never watched Detective Conan, so I can't tell Me you. Me neither. <laughs> Oh my god. But, I mean... Carry on. Yeah, I would have liked more character development, but I'm perfectly fine considering... Well, now I know this is a very long-running show, but I'm perfectly fine with getting to, like, knowing that this is only introducing all these different characters, and clearly there are a lot of them, and apparently a lot of them are going to die, so... Yeah, I Maybe I don't want everything to be developed, because that'll be, I guess, a waste of time, because they're all gonna die. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I think if I had to sum up my actual opinion of the first 13 episodes, I can tell you that the technical stuff, I really am impressed with. The the sound design, the, the OST, the animation is, like, 95% on point. Um, there are some individual moments here and there where it gets kind of eh. uh but in terms of the plot and the story and the characters i just couldn't give two shits so far so as many complaints as i have brought up <laughs> it's a 10 out of 10 my, <laughs> my first impressions of attack on titan is that i mean the standout thing that i thought was this is fucking epic i love the art animation music everything love the tension love the fight or die situations um i don't know who's gonna live who's gonna die literally when aaron died i was convinced that mikasa hold on it died in giant quotation marks i was convinced that mikasa was gonna be the new uh main character um and i don't know how the plot's gonna go all i am really invested in right at this moment of finishing episode 13 is will these people even live to see tomorrow um because Aaron will they are honestly the there's a lot of problems i mean there's a lot of um plot things that have not been explained but me as a viewer i don't have time to think about it because these people are always being thrown into life or death situations. And the number one concern right now is staying alive, not dealing with 
all these plot things. So I really enjoyed the fast-paced, quote-unquote fast-paced, plot-wise, not like actual pacing, um, nature of episodes 1 to 13 of Attack on Titan. Um, Looking back on it, there's a lot of things that I can understand why Alex is unhappy with it, because if you're not into that kind of plot, you can get bogged down by all of the unexplained bullshit that is being thrown at you. Um, But me personally, I was invested in the action. I'm loving this as an action show. Needs more Sasha. Yes. We need to put more things in Sasha's mouth. Uh, Agreed. (laughs) What are your thoughts on Yutai? It's I. (laughs) It's I. (laughs) I'm head now. Okay. No, but uh, honestly, it's like, it's good. Pacing is good for the most part. He's so I'm salty that we've cast. just been shitting on it all no, night. No, I'm not salty. I'm like, I'm ser- being super serious right now. Like, it's it's good. I like the pacing so far. The cast is undercooked, and some of the individual shots are, like, pretty horrible in terms of the <laughs> character designs. Um, I'm being super honest to you right now. And it's 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 good. It's, like, it's, it's fun. It's fast-paced. I liked it. It's okay. Okay. Well, that was <laughs> our thoughts on episodes 1 to 13 of season 1 of Chime the Titan. next Titan. week where we'll spend 30 minutes dissecting why the shoes are not tied correctly. Girl, I was going to... Plot point. I was going to go into it, but we can say it for next time. Thank you all <laughs> out there for dropping in to listen to us. We hope you enjoyed it because we sure enjoyed bringing it to you. If you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes and Spotify. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can join us on Discord, Facebook, Twitter, and our website. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or if you have ideas for topics you'd like us to talk about in the future. Links to all these things are down below in the description. I have been your host, Sho, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, everyone. Mm. Hey, uh, guys, can you take these shackles off now? I won't run away, I promise. Oh, we haven't even yeah, right. talked about the BDSM relationship between Levi and Aaron. We will get to oh, that. No, God, not this again. We'll get I, to that. I, can I, can I just say how much right I hate Fujoshis? <laughs> you ruin everything. You're the biggest Fujoshi in the podcast. I Excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Fudanshi. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>